What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Carpool Gaming's The PlayStation Drive, episode 119. My name's Matt, and I'll be your driver for this adventure's events. I'm joined, as always, by the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Mr. Court Lalon. What's up, Court? Hey, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Playing video games today. Felt good. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I've been playing... Uh... Well, well, we'll get into it. I've been playing video games. I guess I, I guess I'm just cleaning out the garage just before we even have a conversation. I know, right? They're just, they're just hopping right into it. We have plenty to talk about. There are yeah. games that we've been playing that we're going to talk about. Some of them may involve cars. Others might mm -hmm. involve stars. See what I did there? You like that? Wow, they, both of those games. This is These are facts. Did you like that? Yeah, I do. I think you, I, I think you enjoyed that one. Uh, on this week's show, folks, we have a whole bunch of news and a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to be talking about, including Embracer Group, NHL, Roblox, E3, PlayStation showcases, and so much more. So strap in and prepare thyselves. But prepare. first, we That's prepare awkward. thyselves. But first, of course, we have to clean this dusty old garage of ours. If you're watching us live on YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming, please like the stream, please subscribe, please hit that bell so you're notified when stuff goes live, and leave us a comment. It helps us reach even more people and helps us grow and all of those good things. If you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, hit that follow, hit that subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Again, it helps us get even bigger and even better, and who knows, maybe in the next little bit we'll be announcing like a giveaway or something, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll figure that out. Oh, we can, but, yeah, we definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming, folks. It's coming. And, of course, if you have extra bucks to toss our way, head to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Toss in bucks in the good old tip jar. And out comes a cornucopia of content for you to consume on any given day of the week. But now that that's all out of the way, dude, we were we were playing a game together this morning. Yes, the I beat you at a game. Was, yes. The soundtrack was bumping. The soundtrack the was. The playlist was going. What have we been playing, Coral? I'm going to kick it off to you. We have been playing the Crew Motorfest, thanks to our friends over at Ubisoft. Bye -bye -bye -bye. Um, I guess I, I have to say that, Drive right? Drive a car. I guess that's the supposed to, what we're supposed to say? Yes, yes. I don't know. Um, no, thanks to Ubisoft for providing us a code for review, and, you know, we really do appreciate it. I, I jumped in this morning. Um, I've been playing, started playing at, like, 5.30 a.m., and I think I've already put, like, two to three hours into the game. I just been going back and forth, hopping in, hopping out, hopping in, hopping out. I've almost finished um, the whole um, Mustang part. Like that's all nice. almost done. I'll give early impressions. Um, I beat Matt in a race. Um, Listen, I was loaded in without notice, and there was monster trucks. I it was literally my second race. And this guy's walking around like he deserves a parade float in this year's Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Okay. Well. It's in early access, so anybody can jump in. <laughs> it. I will say this: if you're a fan of Forza Horizon, if you played it on Xbox, mm -hmm. and we, as you know, as PlayStation players, we can't get that on the PlayStation. This is the closest I have ever seen to a game play that way. Um, the visuals are beautiful. I'll mm -hmm. be right off the bat and say they're not the same as Forza. Um, they don't. They're not as crisp. But one thing that I have noticed is the cars handle so well it's almost like they hug the road real well and if you go off and you hit the dirt yes the car is going to go off and it's going to drive away if you hit the water it's going to hydroplane a bit but when it's on the road i feel like i have way more control and as i was saying to you during when we were playing together the dual sense functionality and the haptic triggers are amazing when you're you can feel the car go off the road you can feel the car when you're you brake and you're holding the gas at the same time if you actually hold them you can it actually 
Yep. You can, you can feel the car when you hit a bridge, uh, turn yep. around, and then end up getting a causing a massive uh, car jam on the bridge. Um, and yeah, that you can feel all of those things. But it theoretically, really, if it someone really were to does do feel a lot like Forza Horizon presentation wise. Um, mm-hmm. they're the biggest difference I would say between the two is one is the visuals, but the other one is in this, we're, we're going to have boats. We're going to have planes. There's going to be motorcycles. There's a lot more vehicles to use than just cars. There is a ton of customization, customizational options, and there is a, a hub where you can go in and vote and you can buy other, um, customized cars. There is a ton of cars. I've, I've looked through the list. There's a plethora of cars. And if you've played any of the previous games, of the crew, your cars will actually transfer over. Now, mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough to go in and play any of the old versions of the crew to actually get the You know what? We could have just stopped it. I wasn't smart enough. That could have been the end of the sentence right there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That, honestly, my wife would 100% Sorry, agree on. with you. But uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Do I have a full impression of it right now? No. But to me, I want to go back. Like, when we're done this, I'm going to stream it later today uh, when I'm done work. I am where, 100... where where are you gonna stream it? Oh, for? I'm gonna stream that on twitch.tv slash carpool gaming live. Yeah. I the game's yeah. fun. It it's just fun. I, I I've been playing a ton of Starfield and which is it's a good game, but the menu system as I've gotten more into the game is being so cumbersome and is actually driving me insane that like, you know, mm-hmm. you jump to some place and then you get out of your ship and you jump to another place you get out, and then you got to keep jumping to get to your, your place. You can't just fly there like I thought I could. Still having a great time, but I think I'm probably going to spend a ton of time on playing the crew Motorfest. Might even, you know, get some, get some achievements or trophies, but uh, definitely trophies because I'm playing on PlayStation 5. There is one that is a lot like... um. It is, if you see a pineapple shop, if you do a donut around it, it'll call it the Unholy Pizza, and that's the name of the trophy, um, because <laughs> pineapple on pizza is terrible. <laughs> there are a lot of That funny... is incredible. Yeah. I, I like I, that a lot. I told our friend of the show, Steve McVarry, about it, and he was just, because he's, he's an achievement whore, and he's all excited about going to get it. But I did see it. When you and I were racing, we drove by it, so now I'm trying to go through the map and trying to find it. That is one thing I will say about this. The interactivity of the map is phenomenal you can zoom in and you can see cars moving on the map you you can really find where you need to go if you're there's these secrets that you can find these treasures and matt was trying to find Mm -hmm. one and i'm like you actually can just zoom in on the map and it'll show where that treasure is as long as you're in that vicinity and then you can put a pinpoint on it and go get it so there's a lot of things i've been doing with this i'm going to be doing a review probably it'll come out later this week hopefully friday on uh carpool gaming youtube uh and i'll give a full review next week on the show and matt can even matt's gonna be playing it as well so i'll have a lot more to talk about this game yeah uh, i'm enjoying it so far too i'm not as much i probably only played about an hour of it so far so again early very early impressions but the opening is very very forza horizon um taking you through different era taking you to different areas to different cars to different kind of playlists and rate and race styles uh, that you can it is not the whole u.s again yarden it's hawaii this game is actually based in hawaii i don't know if it's the entire island or not um, but, uh, this one's based out of Hawaii. Um, and yeah, the, the cars feel great. Like you mentioned, the dual sense feels really, really good. Like the, like you could really feel when you're pushing it down to like, you know, to floor it. Um, the brakes feel great. Uh, I will say that I think the, it, it feels very, very, very horizon, yes. uh, for better or for worse. If you enjoy that game, you'll probably enjoy this one so far. Um, and again, it, like it, it, it's a lot of fun. It looks great. I will say that the player avatars, I think look like garbage. 
Uh, I think they, they they just don't look good. But again, you barely ever see them outside of cutscenes and stuff. So it's just like it's not it's something that you'll you'll make your character and you'll forget about it. Um, but the game is cool. The game is fun so far. It was cool hopping in with Court and, and driving around and you know getting into some trouble. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to check more of it out because I'm much more of an arcade racer than I am like a sim racer. Same. And I really enjoyed Forza Horizon. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of you know continue on with my journey into Motorfest. Um, but yeah, thanks Ubisoft. I'm excited to keep going with it. Uh, I think the other stuff that I've been playing, um, tried to get into Starfield. It's not clicking with me so far. Um, I'm probably about four or five hours in. I have heard a lot of people say that the beginning is a slog. I am going to give it a couple more hours to see if it's going to grab me. Uh, but so far, I think that like it's fine. If you like Bethesda RPGs, you like this one. I was never. I've never been a big fan of about uh, of Bethesda RPGs at all. Um, so for me, it hasn't really done anything to show me that this is a step forward in any meaningful way from what came before when it comes to Bethesda. Uh, it's just out, now it's out in space. Uh, I hopped into, like, I'm still playing Baldur's Gate 3 and it's like playing Baldur's Gate 3. And then this, this weekend, actually, I think like this weekend, I had a buddy of mine come over, uh, he was with me pretty much the entire weekend. We were looking for something to play together. He brought his PC and we hopped back into, we hopped into No Man's Sky. We started fresh saves. We're like, we never, he, I used to play it a lot. Uh, he had never played it. And we ended up playing like eight or 10 hours of it over the course of those two days. Um, and again, and it, like that game is great. And Your I think wife playing, must have been so happy. Oh, she was chilling, dude. She was relaxing. She was snapping away. Um, so between like Baldur's Gate 3, which is offers a ton of very dedicated story, a ton of options when it comes to the way that you handle things uh, and, ha- and come, uh, you know, handle issues. And then with No Man's Sky, with just truly that freedom and that exploration, I'm enjoying both of those things more than Starfield currently. I'll go back to it, you know, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what keeps up with it. But No Man's Sky, the amount of work that Hell Games have put in this game since launch, I played it at launch and I enjoyed it for what it was. But now this game is genuinely fantastic. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. The last thing I did was finally earn enough money and trade it in to get a better starship. And it looks unreal. It's so, so cool. We had so many ridiculous things happen. Like we were, we were on a planet and um, my buddy was doing some mining. I had just finished the quest that we were doing. He was just finishing up. And he accidentally lasered into a sentinel, which is like the, the robot cops. And it started going after him. And I was like, I got this. I'll take this thing on. You finish what you're doing. So I kill it, which triggers the warning system after me. So like four more of them spawn up. I'm like, I am not dealing with this. Hop into my ship, take off into space. They launch like interceptors. So now I'm, I'm dogfighting them out in space, trying to keep them off of him. He finally comes up and joins me. We take a bunch of them out and we're like, haha, now we can get away. All of a sudden, like straight up Star Wars, like hyperlight, like hyperdrive, this massive capital ship just warps into the system right in front of us, and it's a Sentinel capital ship. I guess we killed enough of them that we pissed them all off, and this massive ship just warped in. We ended up taking off into the space station, trying to hide in there, come back outside. It's still standing outside waiting for us. We quickly warped to another system and got out of there. But it's just like the game is great. Like I, really? I'm really, really enjoying I, I could ne- it. I've, yeah. I've tried it. I tried to play No Man's Sky, I would say seven or eight times now. Like, oh, they've added mm-hmm. something. I'll go in. And just every time I go in, I'm like, ah. like nothing. No. I, it just doesn't grab me at all. And and, the- and, and and then I'm having the same sort of issue you are having with Starfield. Like, I'm having a good time. But, like, I'm even playing the Mantis mission, which is a.k.a. the Batman mission right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think I think there was a couple moments that, like, I, I got to, like, an early side quest. And I was looking for these, like nodes that have been left all over to study for this tree and this kid sold it to one of like the uc 
uh, outpost. So I went over there and it was basically just like a, like a, an entrance of the lobby and then a door. And this person was like, I got to sell it to you. Or, and I'm like, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to buy it from you. I'm going to steal it. So I go like looking around the building, looking for an alternative way in, looking for a creative way to solve this mission. I go back inside. There's a door next to the, next to the counter. And I'm like, this can't be unlocked. I open it. It is. There's one guard standing in there. And the thing is right in front of me. This guard just walks out. I literally just took it out and leave and left. There was no prompt. Like, what are you doing? Why are you in the back room? There was nothing. Like there was no, there, like, and again, coming right off of Baldur's Gate 3, which gives you a wealth of options and things. Like- it sounds like Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 is your game of the year and most people's game of the year. Like it's turning yeah. into everybody thought this year was going to be Zelda and it's I wouldn't even say the word slowly. Baldur's Gate 3 has taken over. I, I now don't that see how that doesn't win game of the year everywhere. And now that it's hitting on PS5, I'm very you know excited and Unless curious Spider-Man to hear what it. more people think. Unless Spider-Man kills it. But yeah, I, so I think again... I understand why people are liking Starfield. I understand that people really like a lot of past Bethesda stuff. It's just never been for me, and I don't think this is the game that's going to turn me around on what they're doing. But to each their own, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Um, but yeah, uh, No yeah, Man's Sky, I'm excited to keep it. going with it, and I'm excited to keep going with Baldur's Gate 3. Um, but without further ado, my dude, we have a whole bunch of news to talk about, so let's kick things off with a story coming from Bloomberg themselves. This is coming from Jason Schreier, uh, Jason writes, Embracer Group looks to sell video game studio Gearbox. The game developer is best known for Borderlands, which has generated more than $1 billion in revenue. Swedish video game conglomerate Embracer Group AB is looking to sell Gearbox Entertainment just two and a half years after purchasing the studio for $1.3 billion. Gearbox will also explore other options, including spinning it off. The company sent an email to staff Monday morning. The Frisco, Texas-based game uh, game developer is best known for Borderlands, uh, which, which we said generated more than $1 billion in revenue um embracer has spent the last few years statue of game studios all across the world but this year began a period of reorganization following a failed two two billion dollar deal with saudi arabia's gaming group this month the company closed down illinois-based game studio volition and has laid off studio uh, across its other divisions so court we, we we touched on this story last week with the with the shutdown of volition and now it, the embracer continues to see it spiraling out with the news that they may be looking to sell gearbox which again was a massive deal when it happened, like multi-billion dollar deal. And now they're looking to resell it just very quickly. But what do you think about, you know, Embracer? One, what do you think about it swallowing up of the industry and now it's fire sales of stuff after? One, it sucks when people lose their jobs and like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing of uh, Volition. And now, it, you know, if Gearbox doesn't sell, we know the same thing's going to happen. It, it seems that... In this zeitgeist that we're in, we always love these acquisitions. Love these acquisitions. Embracer Group is not one of those acquisitions. Formerly the Koch Group, uh, uh, Koch Media, whatever it was called before. Embracer Coke, Coke Media. Mm. Yeah, whatever. The, the, it's terrible. Yeah. Like all they do is they come in, they cut it down to the to the slabs and see if they can make a profit, and then they bounce right back out of these things. That whole failed two billion dollar deal that's what's caused this little ripple effect they put out all these things they bought all these old ips remember they were just like gobbling up people talk about Mm -hmm. like you know xbox's acquisition of call of duty look what the embracer group has it is ridiculous the things they own or the the amount of money they have their 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 mitts in for me right now it is the perfect time for someone like microsoft or playstation to go after and go get Gearbox because that is something, if you could put the Borderlands franchise in your streaming service, let's be honest here, I think it would do a lot 
good for them. It's a game where people can jump in. It's a multiplayer aspect. There's something to do there. There's a whole catalog of games that people really do love. And hopefully, hopefully, PlayStation or Xbox could actually, you know, nurture the studio and not have to just, you know, cut it down to the the skivvies and the people over at Gearbox can keep their jobs because right now it doesn't look good. Yeah, it sucks. And I mean, they're talking about spinning it out and especially with like, you know, the imminent uh, Borderlands movie that was supposed to hit with so much more like and I like I don't really remember anything else that Gearbox has done in recent memory that hasn't been um, Borderlands which I, I it's not a franchise that I've ever really been super into but I know I like a lot Borderlands. of people really really care about it um, so I, I'd hope to see that you know everybody there continues to land on their feet and nothing happens to the studio themselves uh, but yeah I mean th- like this is a, ma- a massive falling out um, I think Kevin the chat nails it um, they won't have it for much longer. If they're selling Gearbox, I expect Crystal Dynamics to go next. 100%. They're probably going to. They're probably going to see. You know, I'm sure they're looking at their entire portfolio and seeing what are the so major they, money makers that they. Go ahead. Borderlands, Tiny Teenies Wonderland, and Duke Nukem 3D. Okay, so Tiny Teenies is still under the Borderlands umbrella, in my opinion, and then yeah, oh, no, Duke Nukem. That's yeah. not an opinion. That's just, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think this will be that. And I'm sure they're looking at their entire catalog, seeing which of these can pull us out of this hole that we've dug ourselves into. And I'm sure they'll try and hold on to that while selling off everything else just to try Dude, and stay they afloat. they even used to do the Brother in Arms series way back in the day. Like, yeah. I, I look at this. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I know, I know I, they've done a I, lot. I mean, like, I hope PlayStation, they owned Beanox, didn't they? I like these old games. I hope PlayStation jumps in and, you know, cuts them a check and says they'll bring them over to our side. So then, one, all these games drop into the streaming service because that's, that is the new day and age that we're in. You want these games in your streaming services. This catalog can go in and instantly add something new and adds a reason for you to go in and play. Especially with Borderlands, I have a ton of fun, and that's a game that you need people to play with you because that game mm-hmm. ramps up in difficulty as you go, as you go, as you go. So I don't know. I just think the it's prime is, for somebody to go in and purchase them. I don't disagree, but I also don't think they're going to sell for anywhere near as much as oh, what no. Embracer paid for them. They, I don't think they're a billion-dollar company. Nope. I, I just genuinely don't think so. And Borderlands hasn't hit the same way that it used to, in my opinion, like even in, in the general gamer zeitgeist. Uh, and a lot of the back catalog isn't isn't huge either. So I, I'm very curious to see what happens with this one. Like you mentioned, I hope everybody lands on their feet or keeps their jobs and nobody's really genuinely affected by this. Um, but it's, I don't think this is going to be the last that we're talking about Embracer and then either selling or closing yeah. the studios. Especially with Crystal Dynamics, it's almost like you almost could like smell the PlayStation going after Tomb Raider and Xbox getting Borderlands. You can almost smell it. It's almost just like, well, kind of like just put the puzzle pieces just makes sense, right? Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Moving on to our next story coming from VGC written by Chris Scully and Roblox is coming to PlayStation next month and is also getting a major update on Xbox. The massively popular online game platform and game creation system will be released for PS4 and PS5 in October. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it's, uh, uh, the, the news. The reason it's why coming. I put this in here is I don't think we realize how big this game is. Oh, I know. it's cr- My daughter plays it every day. At least an hour a day. Loves every minute of it. When I told her that Roblox is, she's going to be able to play it on the PlayStation, she lost her mind. I was like, well, you can play it on Xbox. She likes her purple PlayStation controller, so she wanted to play it on. Right now, she plays it on an iPad, and she just uses the mm-hmm. touchscreen. All her friends, they come home from school. They all go on a Facebook kids' messenger chat, and they all play Roblox together. Yep. She's, I've it's already huge. told her like she can't put money into it, but so much into this game i've watched her play it the game looks absolutely terrible but 
she thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So to me, when I saw this news, I was like, this is huge. Like this game mm-hmm. is ginormous. It's this generation's like Habbo Hotel Neopets. It's like I it's what all the kids are is. playing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I think like no, these games. This game is absolutely massive. The, like the freedom, the creativity in it. Uh, I do encourage people to go watch People Make Games uh, documentary on this one. They put out a they put out a documentary a few years ago um, about how Roblox is very much exploiting young game developers. It's a very interesting look. So I think anybody who's like like you mentioned, Court, anybody who's looking at this for their for their kids be aware of what they're going to be doing in it like you said you don't want them putting any money into it totally fair um but like yeah just be aware that this it's an interesting platform but no this game is like a megaton i think it's like minecraft it's like it's that it's bigger than minecraft I yeah think, at, there is a state. way so i created hers and you can actually put um restrictions on where they can go so you can almost Good. like there is a i wouldn't call it a parent mode because they don't call it that i wish there was a parent mode like i know playstation and xbox but that's the thing playstation and xbox do have um family um settings that you can put in but mm-hmm. yes i'm able to block her from going to certain places so good she can only stay in this one little like area of the game mm-hmm. yeah and then again like the creativity that allows kids and like the amount of versatility and like the, how much different stuff you can play uh my my younger cousin plays this all the time as well and he was showing me some of the stuff and i'm like i don't what do you mean what like mm-hmm. how is it that you could do all of this in this game so it's cool that it's coming to playstation um, and I, I'm kind of curious to see if we'll be talking more about this, but let's keep this train rolling court to a little trip to Cortland coming <laughs> from EA.com NHL 24 community playtest gameplay updates court. I'm just going to let you take over from here. What yes, is happening on the so website? The, so I, I officially can, you could originally, we all, there was a bunch of us that got to play the play test for this game and we weren't supposed to say anything, but now they're saying that we can. So, uh, a couple months now, about a month ago, um, I was saying that I was playing a game. Well, I was playing NHL 24. It was a play test. Well, yeah, we don't want to hear Cam. That's 43 um, minutes long. It's gone. <laughs> and they've done a whole bunch of changes. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up is we always hear from developers all the time that we're listening and we're doing this and we're doing that. I filled out two surveys from playing this, and I believe Sean did as well because Sean was playing it. And they actually listened. They actually took the feedback that was given from the players and they have made changes. And the one thing that I also like about it is they use the creators and the players of the game to announce this. The person that was speaking in that video, like the two seconds that you had going, his name is Cam. He's no sleeve. He's Canadian. Uh, His channel is no sleeve gaming. He is a creator on Twitch and on YouTube and he plays this game. He is never holding back. He is never saying, you know, this game is the best. I played the playtest and I was actually shocked on how many of the different features that they brought into the game. I was blown away by the features that they brought in. And then for the fact that some of these features didn't hit right away, especially with um, the high pressure system, what will happen is, is as you're putting the puck into the, into the offensive zone and you're putting shots on net, there was a almost like a cheat where you could just skate around in the offensive zone over and over again, and you didn't have to do anything, and it would build up that pressure meter, and then you could go in and start peppering the goalie, and the goalie would start making these all these high-pressure saves, and you get a goal right away. Well, in real hockey, that's called ragging the puck, and what they have done to alleviate that is, one, if you bring the puck out, your meter goes down by 30% right away, and two... If you continue to do that with the puck they and you don't forward move the puck or pass the puck, they're actually going to give you a delay a game penalty in the game. So that will help for online play and help people not get frustrated because if you watch people play this online, it's just people once they get a lead and they 
they all they do is rag the puck. They just skate around and they don't forward move the puck and they just keep doing it in circles and circles. You can't really get the puck off the person. So now they've implemented penalties. They have changed the goalie fatigue. They've just done a bunch of tweaks and we have a full article. Uh, we'll put it in the link below. I just did one for console creatures. We'll, we'll hop that one in there. Um, they've done a lot of tweaks, but I think my biggest thing was is they listened. I just feel it's rare nowadays. Like they didn't just listen. These changes are going to come before launch. Like that to me is crazy. They brought back hybrid controls, a whole control scheme that they got rid of. They're going to bring it back. Everybody, everybody asked for it back. They're going to bring it back before launch even happens on October 6th. The game launches. It's just refreshing for developers to listen to gamers. Well, I'm glad they're doing all that, dude. It's 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 hard. It's always great to see feedback genuinely being taken. And I and I assume that a lot of these folks that were playing the playtests were genuine fans of the game. That I'm sure they followed the series for quite a while. They love the sport, so I think that's the prime real estate to go in and talk to the community and say what is working, what isn't working. So hopefully, when it launches, you know it'll be in a better place for everyone involved. So I'm stoked, dude. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm excited to hear what you continue to think once the game actually hits in a month. Coming yeah, because usually dude. with this game. They don't do anything. Like last year, they just put the game out and it was just crickets for the whole year. This year, they're constantly, they're saying they're going to give you updates all the time on this game. So I'm actually looking forward. So if you're a fan of hockey, you know, like Kevin in the chat, he's a huge hockey fan. Um, go check out this game. There you go. Moving on to our next story. Coming from good old console creatures. Written by, uh, hold on, Bobby. Good old Bobby. Skull and Bones loses third creative director. A recent Kotaku report revealed that Ubisoft Skull and Bones faces more development challenges. Elizabeth Pellin, the third creative director brought in to help with the pirate game, has left Ubisoft Singapore. She initially joined in 2018, but departed earlier this summer to become Ubisoft Paris editorial edit director. While with the Singapore team, she played a key role in refocusing Skull and Bones into an exploration and survival-oriented game. Court, what is going on with this game? Dude, I don't know. I don't want, like, I want nothing to do with this game. I am not hyped for this game. From what I understand is the only reason this game is coming out is because they legally have to bring it out. Otherwise, they would have canceled this game forever ago. Something to do with South Korea, something to do with legalities of the funding they got for this game. They have to bring it out. It's the only reason we're getting this game. I'm going to look this up. It is in development hell. People have been playing this game, supposedly. There's been a closed beta going on for forever, and people are saying the game's not even bad. Yet, we still got to think about this. The inspiration from this game came from Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was a PS4 launch game. Okay, so apparently it's a deal with the Singaporean government. See? They ha legally have to bring the game out. Otherwise, this game would have been canceled years ago. Yeah, I really don't know what's going on with this. Like, I genuinely don't know when it's going to hit, if it's going to hit. But, like, well, I mean, I guess legally they need to. At one point, like, I'm sure they need to kind of figure out, um, do they really, really want to put this out? Do they really want this? Because I can't imagine this game is going to hit. I would love for that right to... Now. I know. I would, I would love to be wrong. I would love for this game to come out and hit. Everybody love it, and it becomes a massive success. Like, genuinely... I just don't see that happening. Um, but I, I'm kind of curious to see when this thing is going to eventually hit. Make sure you like the stream like Sean did. Um, wow, Corey, let me ask you this really then. Big there. I know. When uh, when is this game coming out? Hit me with a theoretical launch date. 2024. Because it was supposed no, to be no, 2023. 
I can't give you one. I, I truly don't understand when you just lost another creative director and this game technically was supposed to come out in October. It just, I'm like, going to say this game April is a sunken 27th. Ship. Like this, that the battleship has been sunk before the game even released. Ha. <laughs> just like that movie. Nah, um, that, that movie was terrible. <laughs> I never watched it. Uh, April 27th, 2024. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. All right, I'll say. And if September, it's any other day, you I win. I'll say September eleventh, twenty twenty-four, because I'm looking at the date. Exactly That's, a year from now. Yeah, a year from now. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. And in our last story that we're going to be covering for today's news rock block, coming from once again from Console Creatures, E3 event organizer Reed Pop parts ways with the ESA. This is coming from our friend David Pritchangelo. The saga of E3 takes yet another tight turn as the event organizer has ended their contract with the Entertainment Software Association. Readpop says that it's ended its contract with the ESA to create at least 2023 and 2024 events. That multi-year deal has now fallen through in what's being described as a mutual decision. On top of that, GameIndustry.biz reports that if a 2024 E3 does happen, it won't be at the LA Convention Center like it has been in the past. Reports back in June showed that the city's tourism board removed the annual event from their calendars for the next two years. This move is now confirmed. ESA President and CEO Stanley Pierre-Louis says, We are continuing to explore how we can evolve it to best serve the video game industry and are evaluating every aspect of the event from format to location. We are committed to our role as a convener for the industry and look forward to sharing news about E3 in the coming months. Uh, Court, before we pop off on this, we do have a question from the community that I'm going to bring in right now. Fulia over on the Discord, our good old friend, asked, with the news about E3 coming out, what does the future of E3 look like to you? Do you think it has crashed and burned with no way of revival? Sorry, that sounds terrible, but that's kind of how I'm seeing it now. Court, what's going on with E3? I want E3 because I've never been. And to me, growing up with E3, Same. It's, like, it's like the Super Bowl of video games. It was that thing that I was always waiting for, even though I couldn't care less about the Super Bowl, but maybe the Stanley Cup playoffs. Every year I would wait for E3 and it was this culmination of the video game industry and we got all these trailers, but slowly it has changed. And I, I do think Nintendo was the first nail in the coffin years ago when Nintendo started doing their directs and they stopped mm -hmm. being there and they started trickling out their news. And what has happened is we now get news throughout. We're One of the topics we're about to talk about is saying when we're going to get another showcase. So it's very interesting what has happened but I, I, I hope that we go back to the old way. I liked it when it was pretty much like, you know, Gamescom, the Video Game Awards, and E3 is when we got all our news. And we got everything in one little thing. It was like hype. And I loved mm. it. Now it's like you could get a trailer. You can get news on a game anytime, anywhere. It doesn't even really make post. a difference. Yeah, exactly. You can just get a blog post. And it kind of frustrates me. I love E3. I know Sean's been, and he never stops talking how amazing it is. I never got to experience and it's it's something that sucks. Like I would love it, but I do understand what has happened with this day and age with media and the way it works. I think E3 as a whole is done, but technically the game awards and what Jeff Keighley does in Summer Game Fest is turned into E3, right? He's just taken yep. over. He he got out while the going was was good and he started his own thing and now that has kind of turned into it. I just would hope that in the future we do get all our game announcements and everything in this one little section of the year. And then it just makes mm. it easier. I just like it. It's something to look forward to. 
Listen, I, I I don't disagree with you at all. Like, I loved that E3 season. I loved those periods where it was like, this is video game week. We're going to learn so much. We're going to see cool trailers. We're going to hear about gameplay. We're going to see stuff. It was super, super exciting. And like you mentioned, over the course of the last decade or so, we've seen that kind of trickle away more and more and more with a lot of, like, you know, uh, publishers and companies pivoting to these digital events where they're like, here's what you're looking for. The 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 industry at large kept asking for just show us the trailers and that is essentially what we've gotten down distilled to its purest form with now people saying give us the live events i'm with you i've always wanted to go to e3 the only e3 that i was ever a part of was the digital one and that one was awful so it's like there there's so much here and this thing has such a rich history i do think we'll see this come back at least one more time I do think we'll see E3 raise its head in some way, shape, or form, whether it's going to be the big event that we all that it's always been, whether it's another digital event. My only question now becomes is that in the in the sea of all of these digital presentations that we get, in the sea of Summer Game Fest, of the Game Awards, of the Gorilla Collective, of Black Voices of Gaming, of Nintendo Directs, of PlayStation State of Plays, of the Microsoft stuff, there are so many places now where people can go to show their game. What is left for E3? Does E3 still carry that same weight? Because, you know, traditionally it was always, this is the week that the mass media cares about video games. This is when, you know, your your major news networks will actually talk about video games to some extent or form. This is the week that everybody's paying attention. Now all that's split up, what would be left for E3? And Nothing. I think that's my major question. Because... So I don't know, like that that's what I mean. Like there are fantastic places like the mix who are handling the indie side. You have the major developer, the major, you know, video game companies handling their own stuff. You have Keely pulling together incredible incredible stuff from across the Is industry. Is he though? Like I, he does a great job, but half the time the games the game has already been announced and it's just like he, he hypes up something that's not that big of a hype. But anyways, that's Listen, my I, I can't rag on the guy because I genuinely believe he's the only one left standing in 100%. terms of that space. He's hundred percent. Right? Um and like you have your paxes and you have all these different events. So I just don't see where E3 sits anymore, given the competition and given the current landscape. I do think they're going to try one more time. I don't think this is over. I, I don't think that this is going to be, you know, the last time we talk about this. I think they're going to give it one more effort, whether that's a physical event, whether that's digital, whatever they're planning on doing. Um, and I think if that flops, which let's be honest, I don't think the chances of it being successful are good. That's when we might be talking about the final, you know, I, I think it's there because you already have PlayStation, my Xbox and all of them never. They're not going to be there like they're out. So what do you have? You just have just a flea market like it's just it's nothing. It's not what it's going to be because Xbox, Nintendo and PlayStation all learned if they just put on their own digital showcase. It's, mm -hmm. it's cost effective. They make more money. And in the end, that's what it's all about. I We were talking about in the Discord today. Everybody was Microsoft bringing out a Microsoft credit card. And I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. And everybody was like, oh, no, you get the points. And I'm like, me, I'm just looking at it. It's just another way to make money. The whole purpose of a credit card is so that people default on their payment or only pay the minimum payment so they get an interest payment. It's not so that you can go purchase things and then pay them back. They don't want you to do that. They want to make money. That's the reason it was invented. And E3 no longer makes Nintendo, Xbox, and Nintendo money. So unless it makes them money, they don't need E3. And if they're not mm -hmm. there, there is no E3. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm very, very curious to see how this all shakes out. But without further ado, my dude, that wraps up, wraps up our little news block. But before we get into all the questions, I want to have a conversation, Court, about what do we think PlayStation is doing next? 
the last six months for them have been an interesting time. PSVR 2 came out, and while we really enjoy it and we really like what's there, it's already spinning the narrative of this thing is dead. Uh, the PlayStation Showcase came and went, and again, a mixed bag for a lot of people. PlayStation First Party was just not there. We have the incoming PlayStation Portal and the rest of the devices that are going to hit across the headset and the earbuds. There's a lot happening, but the thing that people seem to be screaming about more than anything else is, is there going to be another state of play, another showcase? Is there going to be, like we just had the price increase, is there going to be a justifiable reason for why all this is happening? So I want to ask you, Court, what is PlayStation going to do next? Are we getting another state of play? Are we getting another showcase? Because the showcases, we had one pack on May 24th. The one previous to that was in September 9th in 2021. So we do have some sort of, you know, thing to base off a possible, if it, you know, if anything does hit in September about a possible showcase. What do you think PlayStation is doing next or what should they do next? What are they doing now? I'll go with what they should do. Because I think it's an okay. easier way to answer that question. I think they do need to do a showcase. And I think, your comment about them not showing any first party was the biggest one there there's rumors are bound and there's the, the people in the known like the jeff grubbs and the vgc's and the euro game all these people have put out you know their thoughts or some of them are not thoughts i'm sure they're you know rumors that they they've heard or such but i don't see how you could do a price increase you bring out all these peripherals you bring out all these new accessories you bring out all these different things and you don't show us They've showed us some Spider-Man 2. It's great. It's coming out. But there's so many studios like Bend and Studio Japan. All these different PlayStation studios, we haven't seen anything from them in forever. It, it feels a little disingenuous at this point that they haven't shown us. Because, once again, we have been used to the way E3 and all these showcases used to work. And it was like, here's the roadmap for the future. We've talked about this many times on the show since the last showcase. What is the future besides Wolverine? We don't mm -hmm. know. And that's crazy when you think about it when it comes to PlayStation. They are usually the ones that always give us this huge roadmap and say, here's what you're going to get for the next couple of years. Bam, 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 bam. Right now, mm -hmm. all we know is Wolverine is coming out. Like that. And Spider-Man 2 is imminent. Yep. That doesn't even make sense to me at this point. I'm not saying it's going to be in September, but at this point, they need to. If they do it the week of the launch of Spider-Man in October, maybe that makes mm -hmm. sense to be like, here's our showcase. Also, go buy this game. Because I Final do think they're going to... Final gameplay trailer yeah, kind of I thing. I think they're finally yeah. going to give us more for this game. They gave us a lot with regards to God of War. September's a little different because everybody seems to think that we're going to be getting a Nintendo Direct, and that's imminent. And there's rumors that there's a PlayStation Direct imminent. If we're going to get one, we're going to hear about it in the next week or two, not even. But I yeah. do think that we will get one before the end of the year. I don't know if it's going to be a showcase. It might just be a direct. But my hope, as someone that plays on the PlayStation platform, is that it is a showcase. Because at this mm -hmm. point, I need to know what the future is. We know Helldivers is coming. Okay? Mm -hmm. We know Spider-Man 2 is coming. And we know of things based on LinkedIn of that are coming, but they haven't talked about it. Nothing official has been said about the future besides the trailer we've seen of Wolverine. And all it was was just, you know, Logan sitting at a bar in Montreal, Quebec somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. that's all it was. So I need to know more. I want to know, am I getting another Ghost of Tsushima? Like, just a trailer. There needs to be more of a hype train because, yes, they just did a huge price increase, 30%. That's not a, that's not a, it's more of a kick in the teeth than a, a splash in the water. It's huge. 
and they gave us PlayStation VR 2, and they're asking us to get a PlayStation Portal, but they're not giving us a reason to go get these things, and they need to start giving us reasons. I think that's a fantastic point, especially with the, you know, on the eve of what are, what is a new hardware launch for them. And I mean, you know, especially across PSVR 2 and now the Portal, like they've launched multiple pieces of hardware this year. And I think especially to the PSVR 2 community, what is happening? Where, what is next? Is there more? Is this that in the water already? Because again, it's a fantastic piece of tech. Uh, I jumped into No Man's Sky this past weekend in VR. It is incredible. It is incredible what they're able to do with that technology. But what is coming next? And I think you kind of nailed it. Traditionally, we've known PlayStation to announce things that are at least a couple years out. It's not surprising that, you know, Spider-Man 2 was, was, you know, announced, what, two years ago now. So it's like, it's not unheard of. So it's like, what, why are they being gun shy? What is happening with factions? What is happening with Wolverine? What is happening with a possible Ghost of Tsushima 2? What is Team Asobi doing? What is Ben doing? Like, there are so many unanswered questions that, like, right now, like you mentioned, we don't know a single first-party PlayStation title that is hitting next year. Yeah, Wolverine is a maybe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Wolverine is a is a maybe, but we don't know anything that is supposed to that we're supposed to be playing next year, and it's a big question, and I think it's a rightful question. Has They're it literally ever getting before? people. I don't know. I don't think it I don't has. know that we haven't had anything confirmed at this point, this late into the year, or even like so, a possible, like you know, like there hasn't been. Oh man, it's just it, it is it is so weird. It is it's strange, weird. and it's just like I like I I'm curious. Like I don't know, are they being are they being more cautious with the amount of harassment that Insomniac received after unveiling Spider Man two too early? Are they just not ready? Do they not have more to show? Like what? Like I just don't understand. I don't think it's that. I think what it is I, here. I think personally, it was the whole Call of Duty Microsoft acquisition, and they were in courts saying one thing. And they couldn't have. Here's all these awesome things we're Maybe. having, but ex- okay. It, but we, it. I'm not saying that it wasn't smart because it is smart. That's business. You can't let your competitor go out there and buy all these studios. Like whether people get mad about you know the 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 console war, the console fanboys, people get mad about this and that. What they had to do, yes, they have to say that this is not good for them because it isn't. In the long run, it isn't. So you've got to figure out a way to not let this happen. That's just, that's and I just wonder, business sense. And I wonder if there is anything to, to the idea that uh, – because what? I think the latest date that we had potentially with everything that's been going on with the – uh, with the acquisition and everything that's going on and over on the U- in the UK was an early October date. I think was the next deadline. But yeah, maybe but it's you're definitely right. going to happen now. Like it's it's gonna right, right, right. Now. But I mean, like maybe are they holding a showcase back until that week? So well, that's that the I, news I think it's that- October. I think we get one in October. So that's what I mean. Like maybe you're right in that. You know, the the week before or the week even prior to that, leading up to Spider-Man Two, they say here's a final gameplay trailer. Here's an unva- proper unveiling of oh, Venom. What's the Here releases? is. The releases in October, you have October 6th, Assassin's Creed, and Assassin's Creed. And then you have nothing in the middle of that, right? October video Um, game releases until the 20th when we get Spider-Man. So And Mario Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I know, but still. It's it's, it's Spider Bros, man. Like, honestly. Spider Bros. Spider Bros. Um, So we have September. Okay, October. You have Battle Shapers. Don't even. That's PC. Scorn, PS5, Silent Hope. Like, I've, I don't even know what these games are. Cricket, fo- like, there's nothing huge coming in October. You have Forza Motorsports is coming October 10th with PlayStation. To be, 
This sounds I Alan Wake has been moved, right? So that's no Alan Wake's October twenty October seventeenth. You've got no Alan Wake was yeah Alan Wake was pushed to the end of October. Yeah, you have Assassin's Creed at the beginning of October, and then you have Forza Motorsports at the tenth, and then you don't really have anything till Spider Man on the twentieth. You have that hole in the middle there, and to be totally honest. You have Diablo Season of the Blood. So the first expansion for Diablo is coming out on October 17th. And then you have Forza Motorsports. If if you're smart in business, right, you want you to be the talk of everything. Xbox Especially has got two things up to coming out in, those, in, in a week span between uh, Motorsport and soon-to-be Diablo will be their franchise. But they have two things that they're going to be marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you put a showcase in there and steal the whole thunder and be the talk? Even though Motorsport well, is coming out and it looks at the previews came out today, the game looks phenomenal. Yeah, yeah PlayStation, of you could come out of the gates and be like, here's everything for the next couple of years and destroy the conversation for that week, regardless of what comes out. It doesn't make a difference. And then Spider-Man comes up and that hype train is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something here. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, I, I really, what I really, really, really hope is that we don't get a state of play. Like the yeah, general, the general kind of, um, you know, group think around state of plays is that they never live up to what people, what people want from them. They never live up to what a Nintendo direct is, uh, the state of play branding, I think needs some saving because nobody gets excited for them anymore. We do obviously. And PlayStation fans do, I don't but like, it's not, I don't, but the, I, okay, just, then there you go. The half the time they're just showing me stuff I already knew about. So I that's need what I mean. something like, new place. We don't know what's coming. I need to know. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Like, I'm, I'm very, very curious. Uh, I really want them to start talking about what's coming next across all of their stuff. And again, October leading up to the portal launch, leading up to the launch of their other headsets and stuff, leading up to the launch of Spider-Man two. I think you're onto something there. Um, I, I do hope we get something before the launch of Spider-Man two, regardless in any way, shape or form. Um, but I, I hope it's not just here's, uh, a Spider-Man two focused state of play. And that's all we're going to get because then Again, everybody's already in just, on Spider-Man 2. We, still just, we don't need we to see any more. We just a showcase that felt unfinished. We talked about it after we watched mm-hmm. it. We were just like, some of the trailers didn't make any sense where they were put in. I was like, is this game even big enough for a showcase? And then they showed us the Gran Turismo movie when it just it didn't make sense. And even the portal, it was just like images. And I'm just like, why is this here? Like, it didn't. Mm-hmm. That whole block, I was like, there's like three games that were supposed to be in there. And we did, didn't even hear about it. I just yep. think the time is theirs. The whole acquisition thing is over with. We don't need to talk about it to death anymore. Now PlayStation needs to show us. 100%. But again, I, like, I'm like i curious to see if they're waiting for that final. Okay, everything's done. The thing is happening. And then, then that later that week or the next week, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, the showcase coming. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see. But well, we will see. Uh, let's, uh, let's hop into one more question. Was this question asked by somebody in the Discord or was it just some of the thing that you put in with the what is our game of the year so far? And our hype remaining for the real Oh, that was just me I put in. No one asked that. Well, I like that question. Well, okay, coming from court, uh, what is your game of the year so far? <laughs> and what is our hype for the remaining releases of this year, like Spider-Man 2, Court? What's your game of the year so, so far? And how hyped are you me, for what comes next? I, I'll give two answers to this. One of the games, who, the game I think is going to win game of the year so far, I haven't even played it. I think it's Baldur's Gate. Just based on the amount of people that say it's amazing. And it's not just, it's people on all walks of consoles. I don't think that zelda or um starfield have eaten up more of and done more with games this year than Baldur's gate to be totally Mm -hmm. honest my game of the year right now is star wars um jedi jedi fallen or like 
Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor, right? Mm -hmm. Not Fallen Order. Yep. I love that game. I even hop back in with the 60 frames per second. It is awesome. But that's my... I no longer am going to be like, here's all the different games. I've played a bunch of different games. I've played Starfield this year. I've played Final Fantasy 16. I've played a bunch of different types. My favorite game that I've played this year is Star Wars. But that's just so far. I do think, to be honest, that Assassin's Creed or Spider-Man is going to take that for me. I, I'm very curious to see what the rest of the year shapes out on. Because, like, for me, yeah, I think like it's Baldur's Gate 3 for me um, so far. Uh, like, Trails to Azure, um, Resident Evil 4 remake, surprisingly, Synapse. Like, there's been some really, really fantastic games. Mm -hmm. um, Baldur's Gate 3 was one that caught me completely off guard and continues to surprise me even 50 hours in. Uh, so I'm excited to keep going with that. I'm excited to finish it. And I'm excited to see what people think about it uh, as pe more people hop in over the course of the last week or so with it launching on on PS5 and it's, you know, uh, released on Xbox later this year. So I, I, I think Zelda is still is, a, is it still has a lot of weight behind it. I think a lot of, I think it still stands a very real chance at winning at a number of outlets, if not at all. I think, I think between the likes of Starfield, of Baldur's Gate 3, of, of Tears of the Kingdom, of, you know, Spider-Man 2, of some other dark horses that we're not even considering out, you know, as of yet, I think that this year's Game of the Year is going to be a very, very interesting conversation. Because, um, like, you know, there's just so many different games for so many different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm curious to see which one's going to raise it to the top. In terms of what's, what else is coming this year, uh, Spider-Man 2 is, like, at the top of my hype um, so I'm very, very curious about Cyberpunk. I may, I may hop into that. Uh, I still need to play Tears of the Kingdom. Um, sea of Stars is one that I need to keep going with. Uh, Mario Wonder is one that I'm excited about. And then, of course, um, what like is Dragon your Gaiden. list? So, what is your list? Like right now, mine's Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, then I would probably say I really enjoyed playing MLB the Show this year until it destroyed my hand again. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I just I don't think I can ever hop back into those games for some reason. Just my body just won't take it. Um, mm -hmm. I loved Walkabout Mini Golf PSVR. I thought that of game course, was yeah. phenomenal. I also loved another PSVR two game. Um, Horizon was awesome. That was mm -hmm. one of my favorite games I played this year. So my list hasn't been I played it and I didn't finish it. But Final Fantasy is still up there. I I really had a good time until a certain point. So I have to give it credit. I played thirty hours of this game. And then I just, I fell off, but it's just, the lists are different. Mine, I'm no longer going to be like, I need to play all the, the games that everybody wants to talk about. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that stuff anymore. Yeah. For me, like, um, like I mentioned, Baldur's Gate 3, Resident Evil 4 Remake was another one that caught me off guard completely. Trails to Azure was incredible. Final Fantasy 16 was fantastic. Like there's some really, really good stuff here. And there's some stuff that like some indie darlings that I haven't even gotten a chance to get to yet. Like Dave the Diver, I keep hearing nothing but incredible things yeah, about. I've heard a lot about uh, that game. So I might, I, I'm planning on picking that up on Steam Deck. Again, like Trails into Reverie is one that I'm still playing now. There's a lot of games for me. This has been a very, very mat year and there's still more to come. Yeah, I, I'm sure Spider-Man 2 is going to land somewhere on my list as well. I, I, I'd be shocked if it isn't my game of the year, um, but you never know. Um, th I think there's a lot of really quality stuff and this year has really been one that there is something for everyone, whether you're a racing fan, whether you're an RPG fan, whether you're an action adventure fan, there is quite literally something for everyone this year. So it's going to be an interesting run. Um, we have a couple questions left, my dude. So let's hop into Nagachaka's question because I love this question. I, I adore this question. I don't. Nagachaka asks, 
I asked this question already on the Xbox Drive, but it's a good question. It is a very, very good question. So this question is specifically for me. If Court was ever to play Persona 5 though? Royal again, is it? who do you think he would romance and why? I think... Oh. Here, Court, I'm going to have a conversation with you, okay? Sure. Let's... I'm, I'm going to give you a bunch of... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain Whoever's a couple different people to you. You can't romance a cat. All right. All right. So I'm going to give you a couple of different people here. And I want you to tell me. Uh, here, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. Okay. Who I think you would romance. Okay. I'm going to okay. write it down before oh, I have yeah, this conversation yeah, with funny, you. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, there we go. Okay. This is like a magic trick. So I'm going to write it down. Yeah, this is like a magic trick. I'm going to see if I can get it right. Okay. Don't 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 give me any input. Don't give me any I thoughts and feelings until I'm, until I'm done. Okay. You have the the preppy, the, the preppy pretty girl who is a wannabe model who has a lot of self-esteem issues, has a heart of gold. She's a wonderful person. You have the, the student council president who is very strong-natured, very smart, very driven. She wants, she's very, very focused on her career. She really wants to make something of herself in, you know, in the world that she's in. You have the daughter of the very wealthy who is very into gardening and wants to do more than help the world but comes from a very broken, crappy family. You have... The, you have the person who went through very significant childhood trauma, who was basically a shut-in for a number of, of years, uh, very techie, very, again, very smart and trying to get back out in, into the world. You have uh, the teacher who went through, who is trying to provide for her students and is, has again, been through quite a bit, lovely person. You have the master shogi player who was forced into playing a board game from her parents. It's like chess, okay? It's like chess. Who was forced into it by her parents, but she has a brilliant tactical mind, okay? There, you have the fortune teller. Jesus, who, there is too many people in this game. You have the fortune teller, who okay. is trying to scam people at first, but again, the more you learn about her, she's got in roped into a whole bunch. And again, she's trying to get out of this, like, basically cult that she's kind of found herself in. You have the person who, again, lost... A, so you have the person who lost a sibling who is trying to be a dancer who again is dealing with significant trauma but is trying is very positive and outgoing and is trying to surpass all of this given this list of characters and i'm sure there's more i'm forgetting Jesus who Lord. is it that you think you would romance based on those so list of people it's between two of them it's between the one the first one who's like doing it all the model yeah yeah obviously. the model is student council president yeah this sounds phenomenal then both two different people <laughs> the very first person, the one that does everything, model. is like, yes, the model is very outgoing. The model, she's very strong-willed. She wants to get everything done. Nope, student nope. council president. Okay, student council president or the teacher. Who? Because the rest of them, to be totally honest. Oh, I forgot know. to mention. I forgot to mention something. The teacher also moonlights as a maid, um, to help make money. Oh, because okay. she's student trying to. Student council president wins. The rest of them just have way too much baggage. Okay, what did I say, Makoto? The student exactly. council president. Oh my god! That's the student council president. I nailed this. I am so proud of myself. Out of all those girls, I knew be Makoto. She's smart. She's yeah. independent. She wants to be a cop because she's because of she's the st stuff that's came up from things. She's there you go, Makoto. The rest I, of them I called just have it. So much baggage, I just don't want to deal with it. They all have different variants variants of baggage, but again, Makoto. I'm not surprised. I told y'all. I nailed that. I'm so proud of myself right now, dude. I Black Wyver. Like, I feel I feel swindled here. I don't know how you subliminally got me to choose that. I just know you. I just know that you would. I know who you would pick. I just. I understand, Court. I understand it. Black Wyver. 
comes with our final question. He says, I'm going to get a question for the show really early, which you did. So much so that you Seriously. confused us and we had to go back looking through the Discord. Yeah. But we found it. I found it. Fulia, no, no, Fulia, Fulia found it. Fulia, Fulia found it. it. Big up to Fulia. It. I literally had to ask the Discord to find this for me. <laughs> but we appreciate it. Do more of that. I'm going to get questions for the show really early. What would be your ultimate crossover that you would want to see in a game? Narrative, not fighting. So not a fighting game, not your Smash Bros. What is a narrative crossover that you would want to see in a game? So I could take any two. Are we going to only go with PlayStation? Like, there's, there's no anything you want. Take any characters oh, so like from different to. Well, within gaming, though, they say it has to be. It's going to be a game. I, I have an answer I, for me. We've we've said this a million times. I would. I want all the PlayStation characters to come into a, a Astro's Playroom game. Like, I want them all. Mm-hmm. I want. Yep. I like want Kingdom that Hearts universe. Said. That's what I want. I want that. I want that game. I want to be him and I or her. It's a robot. We can, them. can be whatever. Them. That sounds better. I want them to be able to play the game, but I want to be able to go into all these different worlds. I want every single PlayStation first party. I want that as a giant, crazy crossover. And the, those characters. So when you go into the Uncharted game, it's Uncharted graphics. When you go into the Ghost of Tsushima game, it's a Tsushima. Like it's, it, you can tell it's that type of level. That's what I want. I, I, I'm still with you. I think that would be incredible having this like Kingdom Hearts but PlayStation where you're Astro and you're going through all these multiversal worlds, hanging out with everybody. Um, I think for me, I'd really want to see a Persona and Trails crossover. I think seeing all those characters together would be super, super cool. Um, mixing in those different battle styles and everything together, I think would. it could really, really work. And honestly, another one that I thought of, I want to see a God of War 2018 crossover with Infamous. Can you imagine the, these massive, large-scale battles with, like, Kratos taking on somebody, and you see the lightning popping off on the other side, and you see, you know, uh, Cole fighting against somebody else in this massive battle? I think there would be some really, really cool can, stuff, but I want a God of War, an Infamous can we, crossover. Can we just, like, make a t-shirt, bring Infamous back? Like, seriously, like, just start the hashtag, like... It's just getting to the point where it's just that one franchise that I think every single person that's ever played it is just like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Yep. Give me my and I, I think the other one, I want the other one, Uncharted and Sly Cooper. I want to cross over between Uncharted and Sly Cooper. Can you imagine Nate and Sly going on an adventure together to like, you know. No, because poor, do some thieving? kill the turtle. Like he would, poor turtle's dead. All right. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, we wouldn't have uh there wouldn't be casualties, but I, w- I want that crossover. I w- I'd want it. It'd be <laughs> cool to see Sly and hang Last out. of Us by then. <laughs> Jesus. Crash of Us! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I would look, Crash and Last of Us. Yeah, it would make it the best Last of Us game. Um, going Crash of Us, Last of Us 2, and Last of Us 1. But this brings us, of course, to the end of the show. Court, if people wanted to see, your, see and hear more of you, where could they find you? You can find me at Courtland on Twitter or at Carpool Gaming on Twitter. And you can also find me every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Three Dads in a Console. You can also find me later today. I'm going to be playing uh, the Crew Motor Fest on twitch.tv slash Carpool Gaming Live. Am I right? You did it. Oh, yeah. Oof, so hard. You did it. Yeah. Go hang out with, go hang out with Court as he streams. Uh, for, for, not Forza. Wow. The Crew Motor Fest. Yeah. Right? Yes. The Crew Motorfest Motor Motor uh, later today. Not uh, Motorsport. Don't I, get confused. Not Motorsport. I know. That's what I mean. There's too many motors and things all, all, in, all within the rim. No? Y- yeah, that song that you're singing. Um, but as for me, you can find me over on X 
at Matt underscore Silver Soul, and of course, here on the PlayStation Drive each and every week. But without, before we go, we have a couple thank yous we got to do and a couple welcomes. I want to welcome Miles of Amanda to the Carpool the yes. Carpool crew. Uh, if you hadn't heard the news, she'll be joining the crew over on the Nintendo Drive. Um, seems wonderful. This is a fantastic uh, combination. I'm stoked for this. Uh, what's your price for a flight, says Seth? Is that, is that him? So con- Seth, Seth, so... We've oh, talked okay. about this before. We talked about this on CPG, um, on uh, the BTS. Seth and I sing, if I sing a song, Seth will repeat it and we'll sing a song. And he, we were singing Sister Christian and it's, it's awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Miles of Amanda. Happy to have you. Stoked to, to do stuff with you in the future. And of course, we have to thank all of our wonderful, incredible patrons. We appreciate all of you so, so very much. We really literally couldn't do this without you. But of course, we have to shout out our ultimate producer is you can find Robbie Bobby Miller at his new podcast, which is what court? What's Robbie Bobby's new podcast? Lists, right? Lists. lists. Yeah, the lists. Go check out the Robbie lists. Bobby Miller list podcast. It, the note, the link is in the description below. Uh, Sean was the first guest on it. So go check that out. Tony Baker, who you can find at youtube.com slash quest for pixels jonathan brown his link tree is p-a-m-e.j-i-b uh makes fantastic fantastic music. including the intro to this show dude every time the, the intro pops off i'll be like oh, i'm kind of tired today and then the intro pops off i'm just like all right i'm ready i'm ready it gets me ready to go for the show uh lee navarro who is the fearless leader of the phoenix overdrive extra life team you can go catch him over at phoenixoverdrive.com and of course the homie trucker sloth our platinum producer, RJ Kern, and of course, our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Awesome Dave, 1337, Bowza, Cecily Carosa, Dan O'Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Hopple, John32, Marcus O'Neill, Marcus McCracken, Most Bankins, Pehe EP, Shy Guy, and Tim Alf. And of course, we want to welcome Most Bankins to the gold member tier. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. We will catch you next week. Peace.